you're going to talk to them and they're going to give you a ton of advice. And the best way to like get a business mentor is to take that advice that they give you, implement it and come back and tell them the results. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Today, we have a guest named Donnyberry Visor, which is a really unique name, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. And um, he is one of the co-founders of Lead Quizzes. Donnyberry, how's it going? It's going great, Eric. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, yeah. Um, well, we started out as a digital marketing agency about four or five years ago. And, uh, you know, the digital space was... It was going pretty well for us, but uh, we decided to shift focus and enter the software as a service space. So that's how we started Lead Quizzes. And um, Lead Quizzes is a lead generation platform that enables businesses to generate leads through quizzes and assessments. And it just goes beyond the regular lead capture where you're just capturing name and email address. With Lead Quizzes, you're able to capture valuable marketing data along with the lead information so you can make better marketing decisions in your business like knowing where, when to send a marketing campaign or knowing what part of the funnel um, a prospect is at, is in so you can serve them the right products and services. Great. And how did you come up with the, the idea? We came up with the idea about probably about a year and a half ago when uh, we were working with one of our clients and we did a quiz online through Facebook and suddenly the quizzes performed really well. So we just said, hey, how about we just do it again? And Sooner, like a couple months went by and we're like, well, this is really going really well. How about we just build a software out of it and productize it? And that's essentially how we came up with the idea. Got it. Okay. So talk to us about that pivot. I mean, you know, I, I have a digital agency and, and we're doing software right now. And a lot of a lot of digital agencies have gone into that. So did you guys have developers on the team before? How did you guys transition from becoming an agency into full on software as a service? All right. Yeah. So when we started building out the software, we didn't have the right developers on board. We didn't have software developers at the time. We had more, you know, uh, marketing developers like uh, WordPress, people who could do integrations for us. So we, what we did is just decided, hey, you know what, let's just build like a beta version of the software and, you know, see where things will go. And we just outsourced uh, the work to a couple of, a couple of my friends that were located in uh, San Diego and they just helped us build it. And, and we just got a lot of feedback on it and suddenly it started taking off. And, you know, so we decided, you know what, like the software is taking off so well that we're just going to, you know, slowly shut down like what we're doing on the agency side and focus strictly on the software. Got it. And what revenues did you guys have to get to before you were comfortable shutting down the agency? Um, we got to 50K monthly recurring. Then we decided, hey, we're going to shut down it. And that was in two, that was in about two months. So we, after that, we we're like, all right, well, this is. Seems like it's about to take off. So let's just shut down the agency. And it was just less work on our part as well. So 
that's what we when we decided to make the decision. Got it. And so the agency, it sounds like you guys were was the agency doing more or less than fifty a month before you guys decided to make the move? Um, it was doing more than it was doing more than fifty a month. We were about seventy, but we decided, you know what, like this is a more scalable, and it, and at the end of the day, if we want to make an exit out of our agency, it's just going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot easier if we have a product that you know we can sell. I love it. Okay, cool. So, how did you? I mean, in the early days, how did you start charging for the product, and how did you? Let's just start with the the the, the pricing first. How did you start charging, and how did you price it? In the early days, um, before we even launched the uh, um, the product, what we did is. Uh, we basically did an early adopters program where the software wasn't even built yet. So the early adopters program essentially helped us fund the software where we mailed our list and said, Hey, if you sign up now and you make a $97 deposit and pay 97 once the software is released, we'll give you access to the software and a couple of different bonuses that we had packaged like autoresponder copies and different things just in order for us to essentially pay for the beta version of the uh, of the software and the product build out. Got it. Okay. And how do you how do you charge for for lead quizzes right now? So we have two dif- uh, we have two different plans. We have monthly and annual, and we also also offer like uh, self service where we'll service the software for you if you know if you're looking to just be hands off. Got it. And so what what's the breakdown there? Is it you know what's the percentage breakdown in terms of people doing uh, annual versus just monthly? The breakdown is we probably have about 60% doing monthly and the rest doing um, annual. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I remember, uh, you know, b- back in my uh, software as a service days, it's always, you know, you have, we, we had a silver version and about 66% of people were paying for the silver version. And for whatever reason, there's always a, a subset of people like 33%, always around 30% that want to pay for the gold version. Is that yeah. that's, that's what you guys are seeing, right? Yeah, that's what we're seeing as well. Okay. Great. So quizzes were working for, you know, one of your clients. I, I want to know, um, I, I guess it would be helpful for the audience to understand what's like a case study you can share around quizzes. I know you had that Neil Patel case study, so maybe we can start with that. Yeah, we can start with that. So uh, Neil Patel with uh, lead quizzes before he just had a regular opt-in on uh, Nutrition Secrets, one of uh, Neil Patel's uh, web properties that he has. And, you know, it, it was converting well. They were getting a couple hundred uh leads a uh, week through uh, the opt-in and then they decided, Hey, uh, we reached out to Neil Patel because we wanted to build more case studies around our software. And, and we decided let's build a quiz around, you know, nutrition and diet and dieting. And we put that on his, on his nutritional secrets website. And all of a sudden it like his, his numbers jumped up by 500% in, like conversion rate. And we're not just talking about like, you know, he was just getting a couple couple of leads a month, he was getting, you know, somewhere in the hundreds. Wow. Okay. And how did, so what did he do exactly? Um, so what he did is, um, he put, he put lead quizzes on his, uh, on his website. So he created a hello bar for lead quizzes where a call to action, where it directly linked to the quiz. So as soon as you landed on his website, it would direct you to take a quiz, um, and find out about your diet, your dieting needs as well. And then he put it in a blog post. He put it on the, uh, right-hand side corner banners on the right-hand side of his uh, website, and that's how he generated those leads. Right. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, so you know, for those that don't know, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of uh, Neil Patel's properties get a lot of traffic. So Nutrition Secrets gets good traffic already, which is why he can just plug a hello bar in there and make it work. But how about for other people? You know, if, if I'm just starting out from scratch, let's say I'm a startup, you know, how would lead quizzes work for me? What's the best way to get it going? If you're just starting out and you have very little traffic. 
going to your site. What we recommend is um, it, our quizzes really work well with Facebook ads. And, you know, you don't have to be a big spender on Facebook in order to see huge results from it. So we recommend driving Facebook traffic from Facebook ads to your quizzes and advertising it. What ends up happening, you get a ton of engagement on your ads where people are sharing the quiz ads itself, commenting and putting their results. And Facebook sees the quizzes as like a highly engaging content, ad content. So it drives down the cost of your ads. So for some of our uh, customers and users, there's like they're able to capture leads at five cents to up to, you know, 90 cents a, a lead. And depending on the type of quiz that they're running to their uh, to their website. Yeah, you know what's interesting, and these are phenomenal numbers. What industries tend to work best with lead quizzes, from what you've seen? Um, the industries that tend to work best with lead quizzes is the health and fit, uh, health and fitness space, personal development, and e-commerce, and any business that's um, looking to also just do um, brand engagement, where they're looking to do fun, uh, fun quizzes to you know, just to their audience or just to reactivate like their email list that's probably been dormant for a while. Okay. And so let's say, you know, let's, let's say you're B2B, let's say you're a SaaS company, you're selling like analytics, uh, an analytics product. I mean, how would you go about, what, would this work well with lead quizzes? Because uh, I don't see a lot of B2B people utilizing this. Well, as like our customer base uh, matures, um, we're def- I think we're definitely going to see more uh, B2B uh, customers in that space, especially on the business development like coaching, but also if you're a SaaS company, like one of the ways you can use lead quizzes is through, you know, like having lead quizzes on your website. So when visitors hit your site, you're asking questions like, is our product right for you? And basically taking them through a whole entire survey to see if it's the right fit for the, um, the prospect or the lead that you're looking to capture. And then from there, being able to send the right mar- uh, marketing materials to their, um, to their email or having a salesperson follow up with them because essentially they've already filled out a whole entire survey by taking your quiz. So you're able to better sell to them on the phone or through email. So is it correct to assume that you guys, I mean, after somebody goes through a quiz, you have different results. Are you able to segment people into different buckets based on the result that they got? Yeah, you're able to segment people to different buckets based on the results that they have. Then you're able to also sort and filter by the results, depending on the capabilities of your marketing platform. So we integrate with up to 10 and we also have Zapier integration where you're able to push all the data to your marketing platform. And based on how your marketing setup is on the back end, you're able to sort and filter any way you want with our marketing data that we sent over. So you guys heard it here first. You can get leads for five cents to 90 cents. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> but why don't you tell us a little bit about numbers around the business? I mean, how many customers do you have today and you know what do revenues look like now? Today we have over uh, 600 customers. Um, right now we're at a little bit over 100k monthly reoccurring um, revenue, and we're just looking. Uh, we're looking to just uh, launch out, get out of beta right now. So uh, we're still kind of uh, holding back on our product a little bit, but we're working our way out of uh, the beta version right now. Okay, so on pace for 1.2 million a year, maybe, maybe yeah. probably a little more than that, and you guys are still in beta, which is which is amazing. Yeah. So how did you go about acquiring, let's just say, your first 100 customers? Like I said earlier, um, our first 100 customers just came from um, pre, uh, pre-orders. Uh, we That's um, all from your list? Yeah, it was all from our list, uh, pre-orders. And our list wasn't really that big at all. How so big? We, um, our list uh, at the time was around 400. So we we decided, hey, we're going to make a really, you know, can irresistible offer to 
to our list at to get them to uh, do do the early adopters program where we offer tons of bonuses. We'll help them set up their quiz for free. We'll send them email autoresponders, templated email autoresponders, so they can um, start emailing their list as soon as possible. And a lot of people took us up on that offer. We got about um, 90, around 97 people to uh, take the pre-order. Wow. So basically 25%. That's crazy. So did you walk us through that sequence? Did you hit, did you email them multiple times? How, how did you get 25% of people to get in? We emailed them uh, multiple times. We had a five email sequence go out um, and then we drip content to them as well. We also had webinars that were running at the time, just showing the capabilities of the software. And before that, before we even started a pre-order program, we've already been doing quizzes, but they weren't on the software. So we showed them case studies and the power of quizzes. And that's how we were able to get those 97 um, early adopters. Awesome. All right. Great. So let's go back to you guys being a digital marketing agency. What is What did your team look like? What did the structure look like when you were a marketing agency? And then what does it look like today? The structure, we had about uh, three developers in the office and we had a couple of uh, people overseas that were just doing WordPress sites. And we also had one designer that was just designing all of our uh, creatives. We had four people doing um, doing ads for us, running ads for our customers, uh, managing Facebook ads, uh, Google ads. And then we had two customer success managers at the time, uh, just you know managing all of the customers that we had. Now, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. We're still really heavy on the marketing side, but we now have four developers and they're all they focus their time on is, um, helping us build out our, um, the lead quizzes platform and two, uh, customer success managers. And we still have, instead of four, um, ad managers, we have two, um, ad managers that just manage all of our marketing campaigns for us. Great. So it's, it sounds like you made, you've had to make some adjustments, but you didn't really have to let any, a lot of people go, right? Yeah, we didn't really have to let anyone go because uh, we still needed that skill set. Interesting. Yeah, because I know there's other you know agencies that have transitioned into doing the software as a service thing, and you know people just all of a sudden no longer became a fit, and they had to kind of make that shift. But it's good to see that you guys were able to move everyone into new roles, and that's what happened, right? You basically said, "Hey, some of you have to take on new responsibilities." Yeah, that's essentially what happened, and a lot of the responsibilities. Um, we're still like very market uh, marketing heavy, and we're looking to like improve our engineering team. That's like one of our big focuses right now. But, you know, because of the marketing, that's that's how we're able to like build our engineering team. So we didn't really have to let anyone go, really. It's just a little shift in responsibility. Awesome. Okay. So what's working for you guys today in terms of marketing? Uh, on Facebook ads, uh, it's working. It's working really great for us. We're uh, generating a ton of leads, uh, driving a ton of traffic to our site uh, using Facebook ads. Other thing that's working for us is that um, we started going a little bit um, old fashioned. Every single blog is telling you, you know, how you can convert prospects into customers just strictly through content. And, you know, I, I think that's that's great. But we went a little bit old fashioned and decided, hey, we're going to hire a sales team. And once leads um, opt in into our website, we're going to give them a call and try to get them on their software. And that's been working extremely well for us. Talk about that. I mean, when you say it's working extremely well, what can you speak to there? Like off the bat is making our um, ad campaigns uh, profitable because we're able to we're instead of uh, selling people just in the forty nine dollars a month package on the, for our lead quizzes software we're able to sell them directly into a bigger package and it's also helped us improve retention because as soon as someone signs up there's a salesperson that follows up to make sure that you have everything that you need 
And while we're still building out our content side, we don't feel like, you know, we can still afford to spend money on advertisement and still see the ROI right away. Love it. Yeah. A lot of people think it's okay to just do, you know, just marketing alone is okay. You can sit behind a screen and, and, and you know, hope things happen. Yeah. Uh, but actually going out there dialing and then, uh, you know, targeting people is, 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 is where it's at when you, when you start to combine these two, you get better results, right? So. One thing I want to know, I mean, I mean, you marketing lead quizzes, are you guys using quizzes? Are you driving people to a webinar? Because, you know, I, I still struggle with finding, I just don't see a lot of people like a B2B side doing lead, uh, doing quizzes uh, for that matter. So how are you guys, are you guys doing quizzes? And if so, how does that look? We're doing quizzes. We're driving people to different quizzes in the, like the niches that we are looking to target. So we're coming up with quizzes for, is your e-commerce the top 10 perform? Is it in the top 1%? online and we're driving quizzes where like e- people who own e-commerce shops are taking the quizzes to figure out like where they rank in uh, in the e-commerce space we're also driving we're also driving traffic to like the different case studies that we have especially like the Neil Patel ones we have about 28 case studies on our website so we're driving traffic to that with the opt-in and we're also driving traffic to some of the content that we have available on our blog Love it. And all of you should check out the content they have on the blog because literally it's crazy. It's all long form case studies and it's all about, you know, how this doctor got 60,000 leads or, you know, got like a three or four X ROI. So I, I think it's just good to read those just so you can get a better idea of how quizzes can work for your business. Great work on that. So I want to shift gears right now. Can you talk about one big struggle you faced while growing this business? Uh, one big struggle I'll probably say is, um, that we're still facing right now is just um, hiring talent. We didn't um, expect the growth that we were expecting right now. And uh, when we were in the agency space, um, it was it was a lot easier to get away with uh, like hiring, you know, outsourcing uh, the development work because there wasn't much technical, there wasn't too much technical expertise uh, required. And, you know, as we moved into the software space, you know, um, we didn't quite have the net, like the network for like develop, finding like talented developers. So now like that's the, like, that's one of my like biggest focuses is just like recruit, uh, recruiting and finding the right talent, just not, not just on the developing end, but also just customer success and on the marketing end. Great. And what's one good spot you go to, to find good talent? The one good strategy that's been working for me so far has been, uh, meetup, attending meetup groups. Um, we're looking to host our own meetup group and see how well that goes and reaching out to, uh, developers on, um, angellist.co. Uh, um, that's been really, uh, useful. And also, um, just hiring, uh, um, hiring a CTO that already has a network of developers and he's been sending us, uh, uh, referrals. Interesting. So what, what's your background? Is it in marketing? Uh, my background is not in marketing or in, uh, <laughs> computer science whatsoever. Uh, just w- I went to school to, uh, go to law school. Interesting. Okay. So as a law school grad, you know, you bringing on, you guys were an agency before, and then you, re- you realize you, you probably need something that's more technical managing everything. And so you bring on a CTO. How do you go about evaluating if, if this, if a CTO is the right candidate when you don't have that skill set? What I did is, um, I asked, like, I first asked around, like, my business mentors who they thought was the sharpest technical guy that they knew you and they refer they refer me to a couple different people but instead of me having to re, uh, interview them like i only interview them on the the technical uh the, not the technical um the cultural side of things and have other people that i trusted in, within my network interview them on the technical side and i just didn't just take one person's opinion 
you know, I, I said, hey, you know, we're going to have a couple interviews with a couple of different people that are going to vet you out. And that's the way I approached it. Love it. All right. Great. And switching gears here again, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your, how old are you right now? 25. Oh, I, I can't use 25. I can't use the number, man. I got, what's one piece of advice you give to your 20 year old self? One piece of advice I would give to my uh, 20 year old self would probably be uh, to study computer science. Actually, I wish I wish I would have studied it in school, even if I wasn't going to use it, just because it would allow me to make uh, it would allow me to make uh, better hiring decisions at a lot earlier stage. And also be able to make, you know, decisions related to like our platform, uh, make more sound decisions related to our platform. But when we just started out and, you know, both me and my co-founder aren't technical at all, it was a very difficult like transition. Right. It's, it's, well, it's never too late, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's never too late. <laughs> so I want to go deep here for one second. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. What's one big thing, positive or negative, that has impacted your life dramatically? I'll probably say um, at the point where I realized since I'm 25 years old, like, you know, like my mentality before when I just when I started uh, our business was, you know, just to try to do things by myself. And, you know, um, and that really caused a lot of time to be waste, uh, caused a lot of time to be wasted and things having a lot of money being wasted as well. But one of the biggest things that probably impacted my life. You know, on a positive scale is like just high, just putting uh, the business mentors around you. And instead of having to, you know, make the decision yourself, taking ex- different people's, you know, expertise and come into a conclusion, that's really helped us move a lot faster than I ever thought it would. And like it's, sh- it's showing the, uh, the learning process for us by a ton. So how does somebody get a business mentor? Well, for me, uh, I don't know exact strategy, but what I do is, uh, I reach out, I reach out to people who have already, you know, been as successful in the space that I'm currently in. And I'll just pick up the phone and call, I'll call them and say, Hey, you know what? Uh, I really love what you're doing. I'd love to talk to you about like my business. And you know, you're going to get a couple of no's, but like, I feel like entrepreneurs are always looking to give back. So you're always going to be able to get a meeting and you just, and they're going to, they're going to ask, you're going to talk to them and they're going to give you a ton of advice. And the best way to like get a business mentor is to take that advice that they give you, implement it and come back and tell them the results uh, that you got from it. And they're going to tell you, okay, you did this. Okay, let's do this. And then they're going to just actively start mentoring you without you actually having to ask for it. Exactly. Here's the thing. Like these people, you think you can't reach them at the end of the day. I was really hesitant to reach out to, you know, the the mentor that I have today. And the thing is, you know, you start reaching out to them. People love to give their opinion. They like to share their advice. And at the end of the day, like if you actually execute, they're going to respect you and they're going to start to help you more because it's actually very hard to find people that are able to execute. Like I, I was just speaking with another entrepreneur yesterday and he's like, you, you think it's common and you have this expectation, but um, the truth is not a lot of people are like that. So if they're able to find somebody else, especially young and they see somebody that's hungry, well, they're, they're probably going to help out. So um, I like that advice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what, I, want, I want to talk about tools for a second. So what's one new tool that you added to your toolbox last year that it's added a lot of value besides lead quizzes? I'll probably say um, Kissmetrics. We've always heard of like, Kissmetrics and, um, in, the, like, in our agency space, but we never actually used it too much ourselves. But once we really started using it and being able to track where you know, our revenue is coming from and, really be, and, and actually really set it up within our application has been extremely uh, useful for us to be able to 
predict like retention and then start doing A-B testing based off of uh, customer behavior. So that's one really useful tool that we've really started diving deeper into that uh, this year. Love it. Stronger analytics. And I got a question here that just came from a friend. What type of quiz gets the highest conversion rate? I would probably say the, the more fun um, viral quizzes. Like right now, like Pokemon Go is like a really big thing on the social media. So uh, if you were to do what type of, uh, what team do you belong on on uh, Pokemon Go, those like those just uh, explode. It gets tons of shares. Uh, it'll get it'll get tons of shares, tons of uh, retweets, um, everything, um, tons of leads. Whatever uh, whatever your objective is, fun quizzes tend to do the best. Love it. Okay, cool. And final question, or two more questions actually. What's one must read book you'd recommend to the audience? One must read book I uh, would probably say the Sales Acceleration Formula by Mark uh, Robert. Yeah, that's the HubSpot book. Fantastic yeah. book. I mean, that there's so much tactical advice in there and there's so many numbers behind everything. It's all data back. So I, I think it, it's probably my number one sales book right now. So I'm, I'm going to give that a plus one too. But uh, Donnie Barry, this has been fantastic. What's the best way for people to find you online? Just go to uh, leadquizzes.com. Like my picture appears right on the chats, uh, just appears right on the intercom chat and just uh, say you're looking for Donnie Barry and you can... Um, uh, message me on there and I'll definitely take the message or you can um, email me at dvisor at leadquizzes.com. All right, everyone, make sure you check out Lead Quizzes. I'm actually, I've been very intrigued with it for a while and seeing a lot of different people use it, hearing about the success stories. It's definitely worth checking out, especially, especially every single person I've talked to in the health space, especially if you're in that health space, um, it, it's, it's probably going to work for you. So Donnie Berry, thanks again for doing this. All right, thanks. I appreciate you uh, having me on the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.